Ezekiel 37, if you would. Hallelujah. No notes today. But I hope that you would take them. More than that, I pray that God would write on the fleshly tablets of your heart in the moments that remain this morning. Let's all stand for the reading of God's word. Ezekiel 37. Let's read some of these verses. The hand of the Lord came upon me, verse 1. He brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and sent me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of dry bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Father, move in power. Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The hand of the Lord is, came upon Ezekiel. It's a supernatural aspect here. Brings him out into a valley. So it's a supernatural event that's taking place. Perhaps a vision you could call it. And he sets him down in the midst of a valley and was full of bones. So the bones are on top of the ground. They're not buried. One of the worst curse for a Jew would to have his body be unburied and to be on top of the ground. It would be, it would be evidence of a curse. And so here's this, what we know to be later as we read, an army that is laying open graves basically there in the valley. I believe that God is pouring out his spirit in our valley. And there are many, many challenges and assignments of hell even upon not only our culture here, but upon the United States of America. And of course, all over the earth, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he does. He's a liar. The Bible calls him the father of lies. So when he's lying, he's speaking his native language. He's a liar. John 10 and 10. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The gospel in one verse, but I have come that you might have life and life to the full. So when you look around, and if I can just talk about Deuteronomy 28, and you see people living in a place of depression, place of anxiety, a place of disease, ongoing accident after accident after accident, and they're just unexplainable. I won't have you raise your hand because I think we all know people that just constantly are in all kinds of problems. Sickness, infirmity, money problems, losing jobs, car accidents. It's evidence of a curse most of the time. There's many dry bones in this valley, and I would say that there's religious dry bones too. What do you mean by that? It says in, I'm, I'm like a little ornery this morning, so you just have to bear with me. It says in Proverbs that if you wander out of the way of understanding, you'll rest in the congregation of the dead. I'm telling you, the lost, hurting, broken, dry bones of our valley don't need a bunch of pablum, a warm blanket, and a cup of tea to set themselves free. They need the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring them out of darkness into his marvelous light to break the power of the curse the power of the curse can't be broken by a prescription from a from a from a pharmacist the power of darkness can't be broken by by just you know let's just have a little one hour service and go home twice as dead as when we showed up we've got power we have authority in the name of Jesus to set the captives free 
So do you have to be so aggressive with it? Yeah, actually, if you hear stories about your pastor getting more, more you know, radical, they're probably true. I've started witnessing more, started reaching out more. Sometimes when you're a pastor, you can end up in a place of administration. Now, we need good godly administration, and we have that. But for me, I'm not an administrator. I have a gift of leadership, but I'm really like a, an evangelist-type person that got placed in a pulpit by the will of God, and I'm so blessed that I am. I started winning souls again. I don't know, sometimes I feel like Martha and Mary. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes I feel like, man, I've just got to take care of all of this stuff, all this ministry stuff, all this business stuff, all the building stuff, all the, and it's all got to get done. But I understand very clearly where my lane is to run. Listen, you don't want me putting the steel up, Wally. He already knows. I can't even build a chicken coop. I tried to build one, it was twisted, and we had to get people over with lasers that knew what they were doing to untwist it. I don't know if you've ever seen a twisted building before, but it was ugly. Amen. Amen. You're like, oh, it needs to be level. I'm like, oh, yeah. But I really felt like the Lord wanted me to build it to realize I don't have that gift. He said, well, you can learn. Yes, you can. But at this age in my life and my calling... I should be, it doesn't matter your age, your calling. I didn't call me to be a builder. And it's a wonderful thing to be, to be a builder. It's a wonderful thing to be a developer. Wonderful thing to be doing what you're doing. God called me to be a, an evangelist, a prophetic type evangelist and a pastor. And when I get outside of that, when I get outside of that, that's when we begin to experience a dryness in the church. You said, have we experienced that before? Somebody said, your dryness is another person on fire. That might be true. I don't know. I just know there's deeper levels for us to go. And the valley is in desperate need to be one to Christ. Jesus is the answer. Hell is real. So is heaven. And every day lie in the balance. Souls like dry bones. Supposed to be the army of God, but they're in dry bones. Back to our text. Ezekiel brought out by the spirit of the Lord. And I believe that God is touching many of you. Taking the blinders off. To bring you to a place of even revelation to see people for who they are. They're, they're the apple of God's eye. And he died on a cross and rose again from the grave for them. And the answer is not going to be found in some psychiatric treatment or, or pharmacy. 80% of the pharmaceuticals that are consumed by the world are consumed by the United States of America. He brought me out into the valley this week. See these very dry bones. It's a picture of the curse. Very dry means a long time. They've been there a long time. And then he said, son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, oh Lord God, you know, which is a judicious answer. Maybe even a political one like, uh, I don't know, you tell me. Yeah. Pretty safe answer. Again, he said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live and I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, ruah, breath, the breath of life in you and you shall live. Not everybody that's breathing has life. 
and you shall know that I am the Lord. I began to talk just about I'm choosing my words. I never want to speak against the body of Christ. It's his church. But I pray that God, by his power, would inject his fire into every pulpit across the land. We'd be afraid of losing people because we're not seeker-friendly or make you feel uncomfortable. I hope, I hope that if you need to be made uncomfortable so your life changes, I hope to God he uses me that way today. See, that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, we, we need to hear the word of the Lord. Life and death really are in the balance. You say, wow, you're so intense this morning. Yeah, I am. So he tells them what's, what's to happen. This is what I want to do. I want to cause these bones to come together, joints, joint to joint, ligament to ligament, put flesh on them, breathe them. So he says, verse 7, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling of the bones came together bone to bone. And indeed I looked, and sinew and flesh came on them, and skin on them, and covered them. But there was no breath in them. Verse 9, he also said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as, I, as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And indeed say our bones are dry. They indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. I've heard people say that. There's no hope for me. I can't make it. I can't get out of this bondage. I can't get out of this addiction. I can't get out of this depression. My marriage is on the rock. I'm telling you there's hope. There's hope through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's hope. There's hope for that dry place, that, that broken place in your life. There's hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for us. There's hope for the valley. I was talking to a man yesterday, and he was telling me, these repeat offenders as he sees just come through the prison over and over and over. And he was telling me it's discouraging. It's discouraging to be there for 20 years and same to see the same people come through and then you realize, well, they're not coming through anymore because that one's dead now. And, and then they just keep coming through, repeat offenders. V said very rarely. In fact, I can't remember when I, when I heard of actually somebody getting set free. I thought, what a, what a, a, a horrible affront to the church. I don't know where you came from. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to have hope. This message of Ezekiel 37 was to the captives of, of Israel that were brought into Babylon captivity. And Ezekiel is prophesying, it's not over. Oh, we might have gone into Babylon because of sin. And yes, the curse might have come upon us. But God's going to put a new heart. God's going to turn things around. Come on, prophesy to the dry bones in your life that they would live. Begin to speak encouragement and strength to people. And you shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 12, 13. And I have opened the graves, O oh, my people, and brought them up from the graves, and I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. 
I will place you in your own land. And you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it. God's hand is upon us. God's hand is upon our church. The fact that we, by a miracle, or I should say miracles, are building the building we're building. It will be done. We will move into it and perhaps buy more land and build more buildings. We will, we will see the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ permeate and take. Do you see you have to be so the gospel of the kingdom is a violent, it's a violent thing. Demons need to be forcefully evicted. People need to be saved, healed, set free from perversion, from lawlessness, to learn to live in a way of righteousness and truth. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm convinced that many have been so double-minded, even with the blessing. That's what I tried to slap around this morning. Come on, you're blessed. You're the people of God. If you're saved, you're born again. God wants to bring you to a place of blessing. God wants to bring you to a place of, of leading. God wants to bring you to a place. I'm trying to stir you up, shake yourself from apathy, and realize that God has called you for the greatest hour of history. Even the fullness of the Gentiles and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. His eminent return. He's going to return. And God's called us to be alive right now. Minister Micah to the keys. As a priest, Ezekiel shouldn't have even been around dead bones. These cursed bones have been there for a long time. The key to this passage is found in verse 1, verse 14, verse 5, verse 6, verse 8, verse 10, and verse 9. All of the words being spirit or ruah. Ruah. We need the Ruah of God. The Spirit of God is what we need. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead to make New Testament application. And the thing that stands out also at me, and I've pre- also to me this morning, and actually, I think I might be preaching three different messages today. So it's message number one. We're having this prophetic conference. And I'm encouraging you with all that I have to be a part of it. Why? It's not like we just do conferences so we can say we do conferences. They're costly. They're expensive. They require a lot of work. And it's, it's very intensive for the staff. It's intensive for the church. But the power of the prophetic word going forth in your life brings life to dry bones. Amen. My life has been shaped, marked by the prophetic word. So many years ago, I, I was brought by my mama once again who dragged me to church. My mama drugged me. My mama drugged me. My mama drugged me to church. Dragged me to church, an upcountry Christian fellowship in Maui. I was saved like 30 seconds, maybe. Some prophetess lady was there. She called me out and said, not many days from now, God's going to raise you up and he's going to use you to touch this generation. And she, I rem- listen, it's 30 years ago. Power got all over me, standing there in my board shorts, thinking, what? But I knew what she was saying is true. Oh, what a process we had to go through. The word of the Lord tested me until it came to pass like Joseph. I remember after there was a, 
a lady in the church and our families were kind of friends and the lady said, oh, that's what prophets do. They just pick, he picked on you because you're handsome and young. They always do that. I just thought, what an undermining, nasty thing to say. I ignored it. We got this prophetic conference. I'm telling you, you will receive a word from the Lord that can very well breathe on you. Many of you need breath. Many of you need, we all, we all need a boost. The prophetic conference launches us forward. These aren't, these aren't people that are just, you know, hoping to get it right. These are tested, tried, their character, their integrity. They walk in righteousness, truth. We know them. We know their marriages. We know where they come from. We know, we, we know them. They're not just some people that we just brought over and hope it works out. This command of Ezekiel to prophesy makes this tie, listen to this and I'll close, makes this tie between heaven and earth. And, and this, the, the, the key of God bringing heaven into the earth. That, I mean, couldn't, couldn't the Lord, couldn't the Lord just go, dry bones live, boom, and then we live. Dry bones, breath, boom, finished product. And Ezekiel just stand there. Wow, Lord, that was awesome. That's not what he does. He says, Ezekiel, you prophesy. Why would God do that? Because God partners with humanity. God will partner with you. That's why I said it's a voice-activated kingdom. Some of you are cursing yourself all the time. I'm so ugly. I'm never going to make it. I don't, even like, listen, I don't even like using it as illustrations. I don't even like saying stuff like that because I'm saying it. to illust- I don't believe it. I don't like illustrating it. That's how powerful words are. Oh, we're never going to make it. Wow. Oh, our, we're broke. We're always going to be broke. I don't even like saying stuff like that. It's not true. I don't believe that. But many of you are saying things and you're releasing, listen, you're releasing darkness on your life. I challenge you, please, next week starts Friday night. Register for the conference. It will fill up. It will close. That's what will happen. That's what happens every year. We go to capacity We'll have a larger capacity by this time next year. Come on, Wally, give me an amen. You have a responsibility, so do I, to bring heaven to the valley. We have a responsibility to be a lighthouse in our neighborhoods, the highways and byways. Don't walk past afflicted, broken, hurting people. Invite them to church. Learn to witness. So I'm not like that. Well, Ask God for boldness. Ask God for, ask God for some fresh fire because the, this, this making this tie between the Word and the Spirit and God and us is crucial. God could snap His fingers, but that's not how He does it. Angels can't preach the gospel. You know why? Because they're not allowed. They would do a far better job than you or I. And yet, it's the responsibility of man to preach the good news of Jesus. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel of the kingdom which includes the ruah, the power of the spirit which is what people need. There is those who wander out of the way of understanding and rest in the congregation of the dead. There are dead churches. (gasps) There are. Let me just tell you. Don't go to a dead church. How offensive. Yep, it's offensive. Somebody said, well, I'm going because it's going to, I'm going to pray and it's going to change. 
until you get in the kitchen, you're still going to get the same food. I'm just telling you. Yet prayer makes a difference. I understand that. And I appreciate faithfulness and loyalty too. I really do. It's certainly better than just bouncing all over the place. But I believe that God's hand is coming upon the body of Christ. I prophesy the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon pastors and preachers and the church. And the Lord is going to Judgment comes to the house of the Lord first. And the Lord says, I'm going to clean some things up in my house. I'm going to straighten some things out. Because the harvest is great and the time is short. And so I'm going to straighten things in the body of Christ. I'm going to straighten things in the house of the Lord, in the house of prayer. I'm going to straighten things out. And I'm going to bring one man down and raise up another. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. And there will be a great transformation and a great harvest of souls for the the taskmasters who've been upon my people and the cry of the broken hurting and even the slain. Even the blood is crying out from the ground for the time is at hand and the hour is now to hear the word of the Lord. Let my hand come upon you Let my spirit move on the inside of you. Receive the burden of the Lord for souls, for expanding my kingdom. Remove from you, remove from your eyes that which defiles. Remove from your thoughts that which perverts. Remove from your life the things that grieve and hinder and bind. Set set yourself free by my word and by my spirit. Those of you that are here, even with dry bones and places of hopelessness, you might even feel like you're in captivity. I'm telling you that the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the answer to every human need and he wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. And religion will never do it. Religion will never do it. God is coming upon the body of Christ. Come on, stand up on your feet all across this place. God's coming upon the church. God's coming upon people in their their times with the Lord. He's going to mark us with glorious visitation. God, we speak forth your word over this valley. Bring an awakening. Bring a mighty revival. Can't be contained with one church. It ain't even about kings. It's about the kingdom. It's about you. And it's about the outpouring of your spirit and seeing the captives set free. Breathe on every Bible teaching, preaching church across the land. Lord, let the fire of your spirit come upon every single body. Expose evil. Drive out every cursed thing. If there's anything in this place that needs to be revealed, reveal it. And bring your fire, bring your ruah, bring your breath, God, in our homes, in our community. It's a message of hope this morning. If you're not right with God, every eye closed, every head bowed, you're not right with God, don't you leave this place in that condition. Get right with Jesus. came out of heaven 
into the earth. He divested himself of glory, which none of us have any concept of what that means. He put on this nasty robes of flesh. People celebrated here. A glorified body, that, that would be something that's probably impressive, but even compared to the glory of God, it's not impressive. People are impressed with people's six packs and abs and, and, and muscles here. Yeah, that is nothing in heaven. He put on robes of flesh. And he walked the earth for 33 and a half years modeling what the Father is like. He set the captives free. All who came to him were healed. He drove out devils with a word. He laid hands on the sick and they would cover. When it was tax time, he said, Peter, go fishing. And he pulled a coin out of the fish's mouth. By one, by one, by one uh, testimony, two coins. One for Jesus and one for him. He's the same. He fed the 5,000. He fed the 4,000. He still feeds the 5,000. He still feeds the 4,000. He still heals the sick. He still sets the captives free. He still casts out devils. He still breaks the back of the enemy. He still is bringing revival and reformation around the world. It's time for another reformation. Thrust your hands into the heavens and call on his name. Come on, ask him to show you anything in your life that, that might be out of accord with his word we want the full blessing of God there's too many dying too many are bound too many enough's enough too many bones lying all over the valley God we prophesy we prophesy to the dry bones to come to life we prophesy to the dry bones to come to life in the name of Jesus breathe upon the valley breathe upon the valley Breathe upon the valley. Breathe upon the valley. Pour out your spirit on your sons and daughters. Even today in this place, Lord, convict people of sin. And those who are not right with you or have never given their heart to you, I pray they would do it as this invitation comes. Holy Spirit, bring conviction for those that are not right with you today. That compromise would be driven out. Lord, even those that have come to church for years, set them free right now in the name of Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're not right with God. You're convicted right now. You realize that, yeah, I got compromise. Get out of your seat and meet me right here, right now. Come, quickly come, quickly. Don't let anything keep you in your seat. Come to the front right now. Get right with God. We're all going to pray together. Do I have to move? Yes, do it. I'd encourage you to. The devil would love to keep you in your seat and not confessing the Lord. Come on, Jesus says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven, but if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you. I have a theory based on that. If you can't stand in front of a bunch of people that love God to say that you're gonna live for Him, you will never do it out there where a bunch of people hate Him. Come on, come. We'll take a moment longer. Holy Spirit, my minister Mike is singing, you respond, come. Jesus, we love come on, come from all over this place, those online. Oh, how we love God is dealing with people online this morning. You are the one come on, if you need to be up here, a moment longer and the service will be over. Jesus, we love you. Don't tell him how much you love him. Ask him to forgive you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one. 
Every head bowed, every eye closed. If I was able to encourage you to get out of your seat to come up front, I'm so glad. If I wasn't able to do that, it still works. Receive Jesus. Repent of your sin. Let's pray this prayer right out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray, Holy Spirit, fill, touch, break every bondage, break every curse. The dry bones and leave, fill these with your Holy Spirit. Pastors, ministers, just come on, lay hands on them. Come on, ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, I pray you fill and touch each and every one. Holy Ghost, come right now. Break off every bondage, break off every curse. Pour out your Spirit. Breathe upon this congregation. Breathe upon the valley. Breathe upon the body of Christ, Lord. Raise up an exceedingly vast army of agents of change. People that would share the love, the truth of the, of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just handing out meals. Not just clothing people. Yes, that too. But Lord, seeing the bondages broken off I curse the work of opioids, fentanyl. I curse the work of addiction. In Jesus' name, drug use and abuse, pharmaceutical drug use and abuse. I curse it and I nail an eviction notice in the heavenlies tonight, today. And I declare that we will see a revival. And Lord, the lame, the whole, the withered, the addicted, the afflicted, and the depressed will come in to this house even. I prophesy on Tuesday night. Where is, uh, where is Minister Vicky? Minister Vicky, stand right here. I prophesy on Tuesday night, you're going to have to relocate out of upstairs because you need a bigger space. You need to, you're going to be moving down here. I'm going to bring you leaders and I'm going to pour out my spirit and there's going to be deliverance like a wholesale outbreaking of my spirit, says the Lord. I've been preparing you. I've been building your leadership base and now I'm going to bring them in droves because the, the word of freedom is going to spread. The word of freedom is going to spread even in this main services that we have Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. You're going to bring them in. The rich, the poor, the lame, the halt. You're going to bring them all in. God, bring them in. That's why we're here. That's why we're building what we've built. God, thank you for what you've done. We give you praise. Put your best hand clap together for God. Come on, you can do a little bit better than that. Hey, come on. Hey, hallelujah. Wonderful.